Welcome back, Cough Combine listeners. You are here with Willard, and I am going to be interviewing the interviewer, Jamie Arden. How are you? Good, mate. I like that you sort of almost started with my opening. Um, you were bagging me out around 12 months ago, but you've decided to kick off with it, so I'm pretty proud of you. Yeah, got to keep the legacy going. <laughs> um, yeah, so today uh, we're going to the um, conversation I had with Tony last week. Uh, we were talking about. Uh, mental health and routine and what that does for us. Yep. Did you have a listen? I put him on the spot. <laughs> put him on the spot for this. I, it's on my um it's on my two listen to. Um it's on the queue. Yeah, it's on the queue. I'll get to it tomorrow on my, on my afternoon walk. After some poor Kelly. Yeah. Um yeah, so and I think that was a good conversation and I, I named it the million dollar million million dollar morning routine because you feel a million dollars after it. Um, but so this week, just in regards to the mental health and the awareness and the emotion stuff, we're going to be talking about um, thriving on social connection. I reckon both of us are very social individuals. Yep. Uh, we both met at a social club, yep. a football club in South Yarra, uh, and that's how I came to Coffin Bond. Well, I think it's been a topic of conversation. Um, one of my close mates, Anton, even, uh, I'm reading the article that you posted via our um, website and, and Anton posted something on Instagram that's sort of really connected, but it's about that feeling of, um, you know, of being lonely. Um, and I found a, a really interesting stat within that article as you were talking about it, that a survey in 2018 survey revealed that one in four of us are lonely um, or, or have that feeling of lonely. And to have that increase to around half of us, 50% feeling that during the pandemic, um, just shows the effect that, that happened over those few years. Um, and I think trying to get out of the, trying to get out of that pandemic feeling, we're past that, like, not really, but, you know, we are back into community, back seeing each other. Um, but I think it's been a real struggle for some people to get back into the swing of things. Um, and some people haven't come through the same as they were before the pandemic. Yeah, I, th- I think you can nearly see it. I, I don't know who I was really talking to about it, but um, it was I, I was saying that I feel like there's nearly a traumatised society, probably, probably be Tony, but I thought it was someone else. But yeah, we are talking about how we feel like there's a lot of scarring yep. emotionally from uh, being locked up for yeah, pretty much two years. Um, the uh, social isolation is never good for anyone. Um, and yeah, I think coming out of it, people have kind of lost who they are yep. or who, or, and what they were and what they kind of held dear and trying to re- reintegrate that into their lives has been pretty difficult and exhausting so yeah. um, I think that's got a huge thing about it well I think even like uh, obviously I like my sport and, and read a few articles probably read more articles on that but um, they're saying the feeling of going to the football now it's like well I got used to just sitting at home on the couch like you know, I've got to catch the train. I've got to pay exorbitant amounts. Ticketing's hard. Like, why go? Um, and I think we, and even at, um, have been at some recent sort of conferences and things like that. And that's the same feeling around people coming to those now. Um, there obviously is still panic around, um, you know, health reasons, uh, which is completely fair. But you know, that feeling of uh, what's the effort that I actually have to put in. Um, I know that people have different needs than I do, but, you know, as you, you discussed at the start, like, I need social connection. Um, and I always sort of love, I'm a person that, if I, d- and I'll, I do have to go listen, listen to your morning routine part, but 
I hate getting up in the mornings. Like I just generally, I would love to take my time in the morning, love to sleep in, make my coffee, sit down. Like that, that's how I would love to operate in my head. But I know if I do that, then I'm a lazy person, um, and I will stop going to things. So. You know, when we, when we sort of talked about, and we have this discussion with our group of friends a lot, this whole work from home or work in the office. Um, understand the benefits of both. Understand that some people work at home a lot better. Um, I guess my biases that, that come into when I make decisions around it is like, if I don't get up, like if I just get into my tracky pants and start working, I'll crunch my workout, but my mental health will deteriorate and I will not connect with people. Um, and you can't tell me through a screen is connecting. Mm. Um, you know, you, you're having a conversation, but, you're not picking up on cues, you're not getting those laughing points, yeah, you're not seeing them rock back on their chair, you know, when I'm getting a cracking joke, they're not, you know, swinging back, so I think those type of things around an office setting and, and that social connection outside of, you know, our friends, um, just even in the office environment is quite important. Mm, definitely, and I think that it comes back down to that article that we shared on our website, is that all thinking about what you need to get, get through it and what kind of quality can it be more important than quantity? Um, so yeah, so. What do, you, what do you find in a social setting? What is quality to you then? You know, what, 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 like we're talking connection. I guess I, I, I touched on it. It's not quality connection for me being through a screen and seeing yeah, someone. Definitely, I think I think um, it's like nearly those intimate experiences that you have with someone. It's just those. It's nearly those one on ones, and I feel like um, when you're either out of the pub or something like that, a lot of people get caught up in just kind of that superficial chat and saying, oh, how's work or how's anything? But I think uh, alcohol being a good social lubricant uh, can really break down those barriers and dissolve the ego where people actually kind of talk about their feelings and emotions and get that nitty gritty stuff where a lot of people don't really go into. Yep. But um, I find that such a nice thing about our friendship group that we do kind of, we do have a few beers and we get linked in arm and arm. Whisper all those sweet little nice. I think I put, hey, I, I put that in my, uh, I put that one in my wedding speech. I said, you know, I don't have to tell my groups on how much I love them because I've probably told them a hundred times at 2am in the morning. But I like, what the, and I don't know if this links to social, but you know, for me, um, social connection is about stories. It's you know I think when you when you find people that I, I talk a lot and things like but you actually find when you when you meet people and they're storytellers, you become connected with them in that regard. Um, and I find if you've got no stories to tell, then you know you're probably going to keep start losing more and more connection, or you, you're not going to keep meeting people and, and finding more stories. Um, yeah. You know I find listening to all walks of life, and we had Timmy Duggan on here and, and some of some amazing guests, and, and have some amazing guests coming up as well their stories are different to mine. Yeah. Um, and when I can hear those and, and speak to those people, um, that, that builds that builds on your data. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at yourself as a computer, you, you're getting more inputs um, and you're building your capacity there. I may have shot some capacity out at some stages yeah. and forgot a bit, but um, that's probably where I'm sitting at at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, probably one of the uh, other podcasts that we had, um, God, I can't remember his name, but he gave us that uh, little Microsoft joke around uh, <laughs> Stuart. Stuart, that's it, yeah. So, and, uh, so, so, yeah, you pick up on those like little jokes and one-liners that you can kind of introduce into your world and yeah. stuff like that. And, so, and that's just a little story that you pick up from talking to other people and seeking those new, new people and experiences. Yeah, it's bring yourself out of the cut. Like, uh, Tony makes a comment with me and like, this isn't me trying to say about myself. Um, 
but you know he, he he sort of likes to say that he likes to use me at social events and networking when we go to you know different conferences he sort of lets me walk and fall but like i don't like that experience like i find that an actual an anxious experience and, and it's hard but what i was saying before if you seek out new people and experiences um that's just going to foster new connections. That's going to build on, you know, effective ways to join different groups. Um, and you're going to find people with similar interests. You know, you and I talked about meeting at a footy club. Um, I loved my old footy club, like Murderford, you know. Country club. Country yeah. club was amazing to me. And to step out and, and find a new club I didn't like and I actually didn't even, the first time I went there, I struggled and I went back. And, you know, now I've been able to, you know, foster some amazing relationships and some people I reach out to at really important times in my life from taking that step and, and finding new connections. And, you know, we talk introvert, extrovert and, you know, introverted extroverts and things like that. Um, I think there's a lot of names being thrown around sometimes, but I, I believe that you do have to go through some hardship and some, some anxious times um, to further better your connections and the way that you feel in society. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I... Um just even um, on the countryside and the stuff like that, like a lot of friends you do lose touch with. Yep. And I think it's really important to kind of keep those relationships going if it's just a yeah, text or a phone call every now and then. I know I had a mate in Brisbane that I hadn't spoken in two, <coughs> excuse me, two years. And so I just, I just said, oh, mate, what are you up to? And, and called him up and he's got a girlfriend in Iceland. And so he's trying to buy some land in Sri Lanka. and he he loves surfing so he's like and so he said and he just said all this stuff and he's bought a couple of properties up up in yeah brisbane and stuff like that and it was just like yeah this complete different way of life and but it was this very he's always been a very interesting guy and so um yeah it was good to dust off that old friendship and try and just touch base with him i had the same just ran into one of our old friends at the supermarket we've recently moved back into richmond and you know seen him who we hadn't seen in years and reached out and you know setting up a time to go for a beer and things like that Uh, the hardest part is that feeling of guilt for neglecting old friends um Mm. you know i think people go through that but i don't my opinion is like you can't keep connected with everybody um but i do like the effort like you know it's always being it's always knowing and you, i think if you accept it yourself that not all old friends are going to contact you either um you know if you start if you're getting upset at someone for not contacting you you know why aren't you contacting them um i think that sometimes happens a lot where you're like i'll oh, bugger it i'm going to wait for them to contact me um hope i can say that that wasn't quite a swear word so hopefully tony accepts that one <laughs> um you know why haven't they contacted me it's a two-way playing field so you know you need to take that little bit of time out and we sit there and we scroll twitter i do and we scroll facebook and you know we're looking at from the outside of what our supposedly friends are doing why not take the time to shoot them that message um and some people are better than others like Mm. uh, you know i can spend a lot of time on my phone and not message anybody or get a text and feel connected nah um so it's 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 a different one to balance yeah and it's definitely i think um it's funny because we, I think, yeah, in Tony's age, he doesn't have um, kind of the, I wouldn't say reliance, but it's a different world to our world and probably different world to probably kids. 20. That are younger than us because they, they're growing up around technology and how they interact with 
one another is vastly different to what we do and how we interact is vastly different to what Tony does. Well, he, he, Tony always laughs on this podcast that, you know, in, or in meetings he always laughs, you know, they have to go to the bar and say hello to a girl yeah, um, yeah. Or, or a guy and, you know, who I guess I, I skipped that error and, but, you know, people now it's a swipe of a button and things like that and my younger cousin always messages me on Snapchat and I'm starting to feel old now. I'm like, mate, yeah. just text me. And he's <laughs> like, no one texts anymore. I'm yeah. like, Jesus, okay, I'm in some trouble mm. here. Um, but in that social setting, I guess you and I are social people. Um, what's your view on people that, that are more introverted around social connection that don't want to explore? Yeah. You know, not not everyone not everyone can have the, the feeling of, okay, let's get out there and, and do that. Like, what are your thoughts when you view those? Um, how, how would you go about it? You know, we can't speak on behalf of those, but yeah. what's your sort of view of that? Yeah, obviously, I'm very extrovert. Yeah, I wouldn't call, my, I wouldn't align myself to being any any introvert at all. Um, I because I think one of the just trying to get into my definition, extrovert. I think an introvert is someone that needs uh, recovery time after seeing some or after going out for dinner or something like that. They need the go. They need the time to recharge their batteries. Um, I think I can pretty much bounce from one thing to another without much hesitation. Um, but I think in doing that, I think you've got to be aware of your capabilities and be able to how you navigate through that. Yep. And then um, obviously you've, it's obviously a bit more of a different um, personality, but it's how you navigate through that and being aware of that situation and how you kind of get through that. It's funny... Um I'm not going to say what, like, you know, I'm an extroverted person. Um, you know, I'm loud. I, I go and meet people. I can keep going to a social function after the other. But I, I believe that I, like you talked about needing time to recharge, I, I love being alone. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, ever since I was a kid, like, I love the feeling of just being alone, doing my own thing, making my own decisions, not having to think sometimes what Jess wants for dinner. I can think of myself. <laughs> but, you know... I do need time to recharge. Um, so it's it's one of those sort of catch-22. And I think you're right. It's about acknowledging when you're starting to feel worn out um, and taking time. Because I think if you just keep going and you just you start to lose interest in the people that you're around. Exactly. And you're not, you're not putting your best brand forward and then it's just doing a disrespect to yourself essentially. And so you've got to, um, yeah, you've got to be under, understanding and call it when you've got to call it. So what's your plans to, to get out and socially connect this weekend? Uh, I've got my parents coming, uh, my mother and my little sister's coming down. Yeah. And then we're going to an agricultural show in Bendigo. Yeah, nice. Um, I've recently seen, started seeing an English girl and so taking her out there. Ah, oh, <laughs> he's had to drop it on the podcast. Yeah, what a, what a <laughs> love, what a, yeah, what a, send that to us tonight, <laughs> just say here's the mention. Um, a bit of a flex. <laughs> Well, that's good, mate. It's good to see you getting out yeah. and, and harboring those relationships. Uh, yeah, just in closing, I thought I would finish with this. The phrase, no man is an island, is a poem written by John Don, who expresses the idea that humans need to be a part of community to thrive. I think that's certainly true. By nature, we are social creatures and connection is a core human need. So why do so many of us feel alone and what can we do to feel more connected? Love it. Thanks, mate. Thank you. 
Kafka and Bond podcast is a product from Kafka and Bond & Co., which we are an authorized representative of Gen Financial. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Kafka and Bond podcast are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decision, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from the podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Kofkin Bond website, or you can find resources on the ASIC website and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Kofkin Bond and Co. and the hosts of the Kofkin Bond podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of the country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.